The views expressed on this program are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of KKNW, its management, or other advertisers. This program is sponsored by West Coast Italian Radio. Today, on the Italian Radio Show, the most bizarre foods you dare to eat in Italy, and how Italian ice keeps you cool on a hot summer day. Plus news, music, and more. All of this coming right up on West Coast Italian Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian radio show. My name is Tony Listella. I'm your host with the lovely, the gorgeous, she thought she would finally join us today, Marzia Caputo. Hey, buon pomeriggio, buon pomeriggio. Buon pomeriggio, ma dove sei? Right here, I just say hello because I'm a bathing suit, so I tried to get some sun. And oh, she's saying hello because she's, see, this is the thing. Like, we're all, like, you know, here on Zoom because we're doing this whole remote broadcast right. on account of the corona thing, right? So right. even though it's a radio show, we have to see each other to give each other cues. And I don't know, I can't see you well, Marcia, you know? <laughs> so you make some she's, comments. She's trying to be very provocative. She either broadcasts out of her bedroom or she's half nude in her baby. Yeah. Hey, but it's good for all of our ratings, I hear. We get lots uh, of people listening to the show. You know, uh, they're dying. They're now dying to meet you. You have a whole male fan club from right. Vancouver, BC to San Diego, as far east as Denver. There you go. You know, how is it Italian? Esagerato. That's who you are. Esagerato. <laughs> well, Folks, you're listening to us live today at KKNW 1150 AM of uh, the Greater Puget Sound area, broadcasting out of Factorian, South Bellevue. Our engineer, Eric, is uh, here uh, helping to keep us all together. We appreciate him very, very much. And uh, if you would like to call in and be a part of today's show, you can call our studio line at 425 425- Three seven three five five two seven. That's four two five three seven three five five two seven. And uh, if you do not, uh, if you're outside of our immediate broadcast range in terms of the uh, of the airwaves, you can listen to this show uh, on the internet worldwide, any place in the world, by going to our website. That's WCIR.biz. Just remember the name, West Coast Italian Radio, and the acronym, WCIR.biz. Go there, click on the link at the top of the page, and you can hear either this week's show, you can hear it live and stream it if you want to hear it right now, or you can hear it anytime throughout the week. And in fact, you can hear any of our shows there from the last five years. I think we have four or 500 shows available uh, with different uh, different people, different artists, different celebrities who are guests from time to time. So make sure you check out our website. And now, you know, Marcia, we got to get right into it. It's really hot out today. It's, this is like a great summer day. Now, I know. I know you're sitting there half nude in your bathing suit. <laughs> nude. At least I'm at least I'm dressed up classy. I was out playing golf this morning. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I got a good tan going on here, see? And right. uh, you know, so Saint Tony. Just, yes, yes. Keep going. This, and I got my my Italy golf hat. Nice hat. That is new. I like it. It's white. Usually it's always blue. I like that hat. Really nice. nice. I like this hat quite a bit too. I got huh. this at one of the Italian festivals, which unfortunately are not going on uh, this these these days anywhere. But right. um, hopefully they'll be back soon. So let's get right into Italian news. Un pezzo di Italian in the Northwest. Yes, folks, when it comes to Italian news, quite frequently the the facts are stranger than the fiction. Okay, so this first story, this just came up today. This is like hot off the press. This is our own reporter, WCIR, West Coast Italian Radio's roaming reporter, Assunta Napoleone. Right. She's Ischia, Italy, which is a little island on the coast of mm-hmm. Italy, right? Okay, and she's telling us her, her whole report here. Now, remember, this is her report. I'm just reporting the news. I know it's going to be a little controversial, but you know, don't blame the messenger. I'm just reporting what she's telling us directly from Italy okay? and from Italian, real Italian, yeah, from real Italians in Italy. Okay, here's right. the the headline of her report: Was Italian coronavirus? A hoax was the whole thing a hoax okay okay now here's what she's reporting being there talking to people there in italy okay 
Italy news. It's not what you read in the papers or hear on the TV news. The real truth from our WCIR Roman reporter, Suda Napoleano, who has feet on the ground in Italy, okay? Despite what the news media is trying to tell you, in Italy, there are no masks anywhere outside. People only wear masks indoors. And on the beautiful island of Ischia, the summer there has seen 150,000 tourists. Got that again? 150,000 tourists. And we're only halfway through the summertime right now. All of the people there, all of them are healthy. No mm -hmm. one's sick. So you got the regular people there on the island that live there. And you have 150,000 tourists halfway through the summer. No one's sick. No one wears any masks, okay? Uh, the people in Italy are saying, so far, we've not died of the virus, even if there is a virus that's deadly. But what we're dying of is starvation, as the government there has kept trying to shut down the businesses, and they don't send free money to anybody. It's not like here, you know, mm -hmm. where, you know, you're sending money out to people all the time, you know. There's no money going out to anybody all the businesses are trying to shut down, according to the Italian citizens. Again, this is not, we're not getting this from the news media. We're getting this. We got people there in Italy walking around, talking, looking at it, talking to people, okay? So it's no BS, okay? According to Italian citizens, the medical industry in Italy inflated all the numbers of cases so they could fill their pockets full of money. In Italy, the government sends the medical industry money for each coronavirus case they report. So in Italy, the entire coronavirus, including all the death cases reported, are now appearing to be grossly inflated. And are starting to look like this huge hoax was perpetuated by the Italian medical community to get money from their government, okay? Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Italian government, which already is very influenced by a strong socialistic political party, is using the hoax to control their citizens, destroy businesses, shut down the economy, and push a socialism agenda. Huh. Does that sound like anything that might be going on here in the USA? In any event, it causes people everywhere around the world to ask, what is the real truth that was really good because we are all confused we don't know yeah. what to believe do you know someone have the COVID? no in italy i no one got sick for COVID. so i question myself that it's real it's not yeah you, and your folks your family lives up in northern italy right close, cl yeah. close to milano where they say people were supposed to be dropping like right. flies here the last right. few months right and, and the worst place nobody knows milano, anybody who's you know? guess what Everything's open. Everybody outside having happy hours, drinking without mask. Like exactly. No Trust me, so, I'm here. So I'm in the state of Washington, where we have a governor who is like the next Mussolini, okay, yeah. and trying to shut down everything. You know, trying to just destroy the economy, destroy businesses. And the bottom line is, I you know, so so we have 2,600 customers at our restaurant. Okay. We've been doing all these deliveries all over Bellevue, Issaquah, Sammamish to people who own big companies, big corporations. They employ thousands and thousands of people. And there's not one of these people who know of any coronavirus. They don't got any friends. They don't got any employees. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So come on. What is the truth? Again, right. don't shoot the messenger. I'm only reporting the facts as they're coming to us from Italy. I know a lot of people may take umbrage with this, but look, I don't make this stuff up. This is the facts. I, you know, if people want to see it, I'll show you the communication we got from Italy on this. Another thing we talk about here, let's talk about here in the States. I have some news, but I don't want to say the name because it's just a friend of mine. She just told me this and I don't want to put her in the spot, but uh, her son, he went for do a test for COVID. He filled up the form and then he left because he didn't have the time to do it. He was supposed to come back to work. Guess what? He received email from the COVID that he positive for COVID. He didn't take no test. Ah, How yeah. can explain so, that? I mean, you know, the, 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 it's goofy. It, so let me tell you, because I, because, you know, we have our, our Italian restaurant 
Mm-hmm. I do deliveries there, okay? I went in like three months ago, you know, just to play it safe because I do the deliveries. You know, I'm taking food out to people, right? right? I went into one of these places where you can go and where you, they're supposed to be able to test you for COVID. Set up, you know, here by our state medical association. They refuse to test me. I tell them, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think, which is a high risk. I'm going out talking to people. I deliver food every night. I could be infecting hundreds of people and right. they won't test me. They won't oh, test wow. me at all. Okay. That's and, and at the time, by the way, I had I had a cough. Okay. I had a bad cough. Turned out it was only asthma because I have asthma mm-hmm. and allergies, you know, this time of year. But still I had a cough. They still wouldn't test me. This is crazy stuff, you know. And so it really does make you wonder how much of this is just this whole mm-hmm. plot by socialisms to take over this country, you know. So and to put back the argument from Italy, it's true. Every, I'm there. I hear my family. They say exactly the same thing. Yeah. And a lot of medical people die. They still put down COVID because if I understand right, they have some money for the government. If exactly. And look, look, the so, biggest question, everybody, there's this whole thing in the Italian-American newspaper this week. Everybody across the country is asking, hey, you got thousands and thousands of protesters out there. Right. And there's no, you know, none of these governors or mayors are having any issue with that. Yet they're trying to shut down our business where you can only have four or five people at a time to come in. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? We either, you got a pandemic or you don't. Okay. Now I understand. I'm not against the protest. You you have a right in this country to protest and absolutely you should be able to peacefully protest. The key word here, peacefully, peacefully protest. Right. Don't let 60,000 people peacefully protest in Seattle and then you come over to Isquad, the My Italian restaurant, and say, well, you know, you can only see five people at the table and you can't have any singing inside because someone might get infected. I mean, come on. Come nah, on. I know. It's such hypocrites. Hypocrites across the country. Folks, don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break and a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas. We're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. We got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Isernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Isernio Sausage. Visit Isernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy. Based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpotAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. And welcome back to West Coast Italian Radio, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. You're listening to the music of Tony Listella and the Goombas, our house band. Uh, and, you know, I would normally tell you, folks, this time of year, you could catch us playing up and down the West Coast uh, and throughout the Western United States at music festivals, summer festivals, Italian festivals. But unfortunately, there's no festivals for us to play at. But we are, uh, you know, we, we play all over the country and have been doing this for a number of years. Uh and uh, the biggest thing we have coming up, is, we'll talk about later in the program, is we are doing all the music for Festi Italiana Seattle, which is going to be virtual, and we'll talk about that in our last segment. But right now, we're going to get into our food and beverage segment, which is sponsored by our great sponsor, Tito's Vodka. 
And I got to tell you, folks, now we're getting to some really great time in the summer here. It's nice and hot out. You got to make yourself one of those good Italian spritzers using some Tito's vodka because Tito's has a whole flavor all to itself, and it's one of a kind. So let's talk about a good Italian spritzer that we're going to do a Monalcino's starting it this week. Hmm. It's going to be, first of all, you take a shot of Tito's vodka. You put in some Italian Pellegrino soda, or they have the soda uh, with different flavors, or the water. You top it off with some Campari, and that's the Monalcino summer spritzer. But you got to do it with Tito's because Tito's gives it a whole taste of its own. We appreciate appreciate very much Tito's for sponsoring our show and bringing you our food and beverage of the week segment. I never tried a drink with a vodka and like a type of spritz because we do use vodka in spritz and this yeah. one is really unique. I'm going to try is. that. It's it is. Really so it's, it's, it's vodka, but you had to use Tito's vodka because it does. I know they tell you vodka is, is tasteless, but Tito's have a, has a certain yeah. special flavor that just sets it apart from everybody else. And then we we like that Italian soda. So Michelle and I get, you know, the different flavors right. of Italian soda. With, you know, so it's, it's sparkly, it's bubbly. And then mm-hmm. we top it off with some Campari, just like a little splash of Campari. Okay. You know, a little of that bitter, that, that bitter uh, fruity thing. And it's really fantastic. Huh, got to try that. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to come down, I'm going to play golf with my buddy's golf course down Scott Lake by your house. And then we'll get one of those big pizzas down there from old school pizza because they're the only right. place i found the whole northwest <laughs> that makes a pizza like i grew up in you know back in new york okay and right. then uh we'll we'll break some we'll make, we'll make some we'll do we'll do a dinner at your house here you know sound good fun, you know? sound good but now interestingly our food segment today we're talking about the most bizarre foods you would dare to eat in italy okay so you know italy is you know, Italy's culture is rich. When you think of Italy, what do you think about? You think about music, you think about history, you think about wine, and you think about food, right? I mean, That's food right. is a staple. I, mm-hmm. My house, nobody ever goes home hungry. How about you, Marcia? Oh, my goodness, no. We can cook for the army. Exactly, I'm- exactly, okay? So there's many wonderful dishes, but there's... Six very bizarre Italian foods that seldom get eaten by um, foreigners. Um, and they say that you should try them at least once, but they're not. I, I will I will counsel you up ahead. They, these dishes are not for those who have a squeamish palate. Okay, let's talk about the first one. This one's called pig's blood chocolate pudding. Now you tell them in Italian. Sanguinaccio dolce. Sanguinaccio dolce. It's an Italian version mm-hmm. of what the British people call black pudding and Americans known as blood sausage. But it doesn't contain any sausage whatsoever. It's a dessert, a dessert, mind you, made from pig's blood and chocolate. Okay. Right. Uh, and, and it's something that they use in southern Italy, like at Easter time, especially in the re- region of Basilicata. Mm-hmm. which is in the instep of Italy's boot, okay? It right. combines basically dark chocolate with pig's blood to make a rich, sweet, sweet, acidic type of cream that can be eaten with biscuits or filling for short uh, short crust pastry tarts. Now, have you ever had any of this? No, I heard it. They tried to give it to me, but, you know, as soon as I hear pig blood, I'm like, oh, no, thanks. I can't. I can't. I can't. But I hear, I hear people that it's really good. All right. So. All right. Well, now this next one, mm. this next one sounds really disgusting. Okay. But this is like, <laughs> again, for if you're a, 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 you know, Italian, this is like a, a, one of their specialty dishes. Maggot infested cream yes. called yeah. in Italian. It's called Kazumarzu. Kazumarzu. Okay, mm-hmm. since this is a must for all cheese lovers, sheep's milk, sheep's milk cheese, they uh, make it down in Sardinia, okay, uh, and in a, a locally it's from a place called Pecorino, and it's simple, you take a wheel of Pecorino cheese, okay, right. you grind off all the edges, you, okay, you let it sit for a couple of months and still the flies start to lay their eggs inside it. Right. They lay thousands of these eggs and larvae. They hatch and they, you know, they become literally uh, maggots, right? After a couple mm-hmm. of months, the cheese is soft, putrid, and crawling with maggots. 
I should be a Klingon. This sounds like something on Star Trek that a Klingon would eat. Okay. Traditionally, the cheese is eaten with crackers like flatbread. Yeah. Um, and it has a flavor so strong that the aftertaste lasts for several hours. Yeah, I bet it does. I'm not, not going to argue that point. Okay? Have you tried that? It's the most famous of Italy's maggot fermented yeah. cheeses uh, that are still produced across Italy. It's a tradition. Um, and even in yeah. Gor- Gor- even really cheese like gorgonzola uh, is made with maggots. Um, mm-hmm. So legally, the status of these cheeses is uncertain. They violate all of the you know yes. uh, international food standards for hygiene. So you're not going to find them like you know here any place in the supermarket. But you know they basically are um, you know one of the things if you're going to go to Italy and you want to get like into the real food well, there, you know. I, I recommend don't. that one to try. I like it. It's really maggot infested cheese. Are you kidding me? Close your eyes. Are you kidding me? It's a really strong flavor. You can taste it, but it's really, I don't know how to tell you. How do you know? You haven't even eaten it yet. I did. I did. That you one, did yes. It. You, yes, I did. You ate, you ate maggot infested cheese. Yeah, I didn't eat it all. That explains a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. Close mind. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, you know. Okay, let's go to the next one. Oh, yeah, Calf. Yeah. Calf intestine stew. Calf, you, they take the calf intestines. Calf, yes. The calf intestines stew. Okay, and that's called what? Payata. Payata. Mm-hmm. Now this is an old Roman dish. Of course, the Romans they were very kinky. They were into a lot of stuff like this. Okay. Right. They take these calves intestines. They, they and they stew them in tomato sauce. Okay. Terrible waste of tomato sauce, if you ask me. But we'll go on here. Okay. <laughs> Before the butcher's block, the calves have not weaned from their mothers and only consumed milk. So they take a partially digested milk residue from the calves' intestines as they curdle their cut, enriched with tomato sauce and a creamy cheese substance. The steaming stew is normally over a heap of pasta known as rigatoni, okay, mm-hmm. and is recently reappeared on menus of Rome's restaurants. The dish was get this. The dish was banned by the health department of the by uh, the the European um, Union Health Department in 2001. Uh, concerns over the spread of diseases. Yeah, you think? Oh, uh, uh, really? So, have you ever had this calf and and in, intestine in, in no. stew over pasta? No, that one never tried. Never. I don't even know knew that one at all. So very unusual. I did yeah. try everything. <laughs> all right. Now we go on to Harry Greens. Okay, I know they call it Barba di Frate, but you call it even Agretti. Agretti, okay. Mm-hmm. Agretti, which is known as Barba di Frate, right. So yeah. it's a friar's beard, okay. Harry Greens. The name is not exactly, you know, mouth-watering in terms of what you're looking forward to. But basically what it is, is it's short strips of saltwater land in Umbria and mm-hmm. Lazio, where they do this. They grow this stuff every year. Okay. It's very, it's, it's like, um, I guess it's some type of a green. It's like, you know, when they grow the, like the, like when you go to Scotland, they grow the peat that they use to make the whiskey. Right here. It looks like some type of vegetation grown in these, like, you know, and these uh, saltwater uh, lowlands Um, Mm -hmm. generally go to be burnt, not eaten, but uh, the plants are used typically for soap and glass production. However, in recent years, they've been using them in an Italian kitchen. What they do is they blanch it with boiling water, toss it with a pan with olive oil and lemon juice, and the flavor is really unique. Yeah, it's because you're only tasting the lemon and the olive juice. Trust Probably. me on this. This <laughs> stuff sounds terrible, you know? It's not so negative, Tony. No, I'm being honest. I'm you being know. honest. You're okay. going to try. We're going to go there. We're going to try each of these dishes, okay? And after we throw up a lot, and then, you know, we, we're going to call and we're going to report on them, right? All right. <laughs> All right, got two more here. Pure pig fat. This is number five. Pure lardo, they call lardo di colonnata. Lardo di colonnata, okay? Instead of going for something delicious like prosciutto, people want to eat lardo di colonnato, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing beats these delicious slices of pork fat curved with spices. Okay, many different variations depending where you are. All this stuff, by the way, is in southern Italy. So these people are not right down there. I mean, no offense. My family's from Southern Italy, but still, I'm just telling you. Okay? <laughs> My and, God. 
It's quite a delicacy thanks to mild, almost soapy flavor, which makes an excellent accompaniment with a glass of fine Italian wine. In other words, what they're saying is you got to get yourself really drunk on good Italian wine before you can eat this stuff, right? Oh. Being pure pig fat, it's obviously not recommended for anyone on the diet. Yeah, because it's like 740 calories a teaspoon, right? So like if you have high cholesterol, forget it. One meal, you're dead, okay? All right, then the last one we got here is called spleen sandwiches. Okay, this one I never heard of the one too. Okay, let me try to say it right. Pani Kameusa. Pani Kameusa. Spleen sandwiches. I mean, this just sounds disgusting just saying it. We don't we even have to. Salvatore for this one, ask okay? him. <laughs> it's uh, one of the uh, mm-hmm. these foods that is like just, you know, it's, it's off of. It's from Sicily of all places. I gotta ask right. Salvatore Cascone about That's what I'll say. We should have it's him. It's from Sicily, off the streets of Palermo. It's like a historical Palermo dish dish, okay? Um, mainstay of Western Sicilian diet for a century. It's, you basically take a spleen. I don't know whose spleen you take, what spleen you take. Is it a spleen of a cow, a spleen of a cat, a spleen of a dog, a spleen of a rat? I don't know. It's just a spleen, okay? Yeah, you take a spleen. You boil it for a long, long time uh, into black, long strips. In other words, you burn the heck out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. And you put it into huge smoking vats. Once you cook it between two hunks of soft, what you put it, you serve it between two hunks of soft white bread, and then you stuff it up with a bunch of uh, creamy ricotta cheese. Yeah, because mm. you want to kill this. You want to kill the taste of the meat. Trust or me. Or cacio cavallo. No, we always put a lot of cheese. And the monster sandwich is a jaw workout, uh, and the flavor is something else entirely. I'll bet a little bit like liver, but not quite. Did I say enough? What, what do you want? What do you want? I will try that. That sounds really good. I don't All know right. Kidding. When this whole thing is over, and it sounds like in Italy it's already over. They got one hundred fifty thousand tourists going there now, and they've got no mm-hmm. problem. So maybe we got to go to Italy. We'll do some broadcasts from Italy. We'll travel southern Italy for a couple of weeks. You, me, our families, and we'll uh-huh. eat all this stuff. And if we don't die after we're done puking, we'll then- report on the news. You know, on the radio show as to how we liked it. I try everything, only two things I will not try. Sanguinaccio, this blood of the pig. I really don't want blood of the pig. And the other one, the one uh, that you can get some disease. I don't think I'm going to try that too. <laughs> so two things well, that you can use them, okay? But the rest I, I will try more. I, I tell you what, I tell you what. Folks, we're going to come back after this short break from our sponsors with some really, really great Italian food that you're going to want to eat this summer. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Tito Beverage, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. When I got into this business, I used to make flavored vodka infusions for my friends as gifts. When I started to make a go of it, the owner of a local liquor store showed me the dust on some flavored vodka bottles that sat on the shelves. He said, if you can make a straight vodka so smooth that you could drink it just by itself, then you'd really have something. So I did. And now all these years later, we still only make one flavor, vodka flavored vodka. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Pacific Food Importers has been distributing Mediterranean food products in the greater Seattle area since 1971. Beginning as an olive import company, PFI has evolved into a well-known wholesale food distributor in the Pacific Northwest, servicing restaurants, grocers, manufacturers, and caterers. Family-owned and operated, PFI stocks a wide variety of cured meats, specialty cheeses from around the world, and a vast range of Mediterranean products. 
PFI service area includes the greater Puget Sound region and Portland, Oregon. Situated in North Kent, PFI has a central location allowing for efficient service and delivery, as well as convenient will-call pickups for established customers in Seattle. Pacific Food Importers Incorporated is committed to providing quality products at competitive prices to the food service industry of the Pacific Northwest. Visit PacificFoodImporters.com for more information or to contact us. Hey, David, where are you off to? I'm on my way to Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. Wow. She's the hairdresser of the stars. They all love her. Really? She's fantastic. A full-service spa and salon with all the amenities from cuts and award-winning color to nails, lashes, Botox, even Reiki. So why do you go there? Uh, She's going to make me look like Elvis. Mickey's Hair Salon on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And we're back with the West Coast Italian Radio Show, uh, bringing you, well, the West Coast Italian Radio Network, bringing you the Italian Radio Show. Marcia, I got to tell you. Hmm, tell me. We go to Italy. We go to eat these foods. I mean, you know, get, get, we got to bring a lot of Alka Seltzer along with us or something. You know, what I mean, I mean, so exaggerated. Those are bizarre foods. You know, probably the only things you're gonna do, you're gonna clean your soul. Okay, so you'll be fine. You go to my soul. It's gonna, it's gonna bury me. It's gonna bury my soul. Okay, uh, so let's talk about some really, really good Italian food now. Okay, okay. Since it's summertime, you know, I remember growing up back in New York and everything. You know, big thing as a kid was. You went out to get Italian ice, Italian ice. Now, you know, this is something that they do this in Italy too, right? Italian ice? Yes, we call it granita. Granita, va bene, va bene, okay? So this goes back to actually, my, my family comes from, from, you know, places in southern Italy and near uh, in Sicily by Palermo in the 17th century when it was really, really hot, the Sicilians came up with Italian ice, okay? Well, and how, here's how they did it back then. They gathered around the, the slopes of Mount Etna, the volcano, and they got all the snow from there, okay? And then they would infuse it with either, you know, fruit or wine and different flavors there. And according to the historians, Roman emperor, uh, the Roman emperors ordered their slaves to climb the mountain and fetch some of the snow so they can make these icy morsels and cool their drinks, okay? Right. So now, you know, in, in modern times, of course, this drink is all over the world, not just in, in Italy, in Greece, France, Spain, Great Britain, all over Europe, all over um, North America. In fact, when I grew up, you know, we had lots of this back, especially in the upper eastern sea coast there, New York, you know, and all those areas there. So I got a friend here on the line here, Who's taking this to California? It's become a huge hit in a town in, in in Woodland Hills, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles. We got here Daryl, who owns the Italian Ice Shop. Hey, Daryl, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Not bad at all. So, first of all, I got to ask you: Is it hot down there? Oh yeah, it's about ninety degrees today. It was 90 degrees up here. I played golf this morning. I used to about killed myself, you know. <laughs> so now. Italian ice, I can imagine in this type of heat, yeah. you, you you must be very popular with your Italian ice, huh? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We we do we have our own storefront, but we also wholesale a lot too. We what what I'm originally from is East Coast in New York, New Jersey area, and when I came out to the California, I never understood why it wasn't out here. So I said, you know, I'm going to get around to it. And I finally did get around to it. I said, I'm going to make the best uh, Italian ice, but I'm going to make it even better. Because California is the fruit capital of the country. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we ample with real fruit in our products. So, we so let's start. Fruit. Let's start for. So you, you you're from the East Coast, right? Okay, and you came, moved out to California. Right. So what gave you the idea to, to do the Italian ice? Well, initially, and I live in Santa Monica now, and there was a store that opened up there, and I helped him source out some of the supplies because I was in the, in the candy and snack business initially. Wow. And I said, I love it. I was, I was so excited they were coming out west. And I said, all right, cool. And then um, then they started struggling on uh, the last well, five years ago or somewhere around there. So I offered to help them and maybe join the company as a partner. And they, we almost became partners. And then they got cold feet, which is okay. 
And I said, okay, look, if you're not ready, you're not ready. I'll walk away. And um, I actually helped him get a couple of key accounts. And then um, one of my friends said, hey, if you want to open up one yourself, I'll help you open up the shop. While you know, we build the business, he'll run the shop in the afternoon. And that's how it started about four and a half years ago. That sounds and, um, great. Yeah. That sounds really great. So now, you, you know, there's different recipes here that we have for Italian ice. So, so this guy, I guess, gets back into what you were just saying a minute ago. You... In California, it's kind of unique because kind of like Southern Italy. Southern right. Italy, have they grow tons and tons of fruit. One of the things I was the most impressed about the first time I ever went to Southern Italy, I was there visiting my family down in Calabria. And uh, I, I, I never knew they grew so much fruit there. It was unbelievable. So now in Cal Southern California, you got tons of fruit. So this is great. So when you make your Italian ice, tell us how you do it. Well, basically, uh, there's three key ingredients. There's water, sugar, and the flavor. And the flavor could be done in a lot of different ways. It could be a concentrated, it could be a syrup, um, a combination of a couple of things, or real fruit. Now, what you mentioned about the Granita, you're absolutely right. That's the original from Sicily, is the original home. And an immigrant came over to Philadelphia. So the syrups we do use are East Coast friendly. A lot of our customers are from the East Coast to start. And our syrups are from Philadelphia. And But we, like I said, we have it up with real fruit, which is very similar to what I've been told of the European style. Because what we have, and that was a hard thing to figure out too, is how much sugar. We actually back off the sugar, the normal recipes, because of the fructose in the, in the uh, fruit. And so- Yeah, to get the right balance. Yeah. Yeah, and then what people really love, especially in California and, and, and the healthier areas, it's a dairy-free product, it's vegan, it's gluten-free, yeah. all the good stuff. A lot of people are pushing away from dairy right now, a lot. Well, absolutely. And when it's hot out like this, I mean, you don't want to have dairy because then it's like, yeah, it gets all, you feel all sticky inside and everything. You know, so. Nap time. <laughs> exactly. So th when they make granita, so um, Marzia, so when you have this in Italy, does this sound like what, what they do in Italy? So I grew up in Nord. Nord, if you go, uh, you find those people that make granita, you can see them at a table with ice, you know, but like yeah. a little cube of ice. Or they shredded really good ice and they put it in the cup and they just put the syrup on top or the fresh watermelon and it's like blend it together. That's it. No sugar because the ice, when you blend it, it will come like water. But that is the norm. Now, this is like, say, it could be Sicilian where they put the sugar and they put other things. But the north, they don't use no sugar because the fruit already contains sugar. Well, yeah. So, Daryl, what you're saying is basically, is you make it like they really make it in Sicily. So you have a certain amount of the syrup. Right. Which is going to give you that sugar. But you have to also know how much of that to do and how much because you got the fruit it's over here. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it is. But what you mentioned about shaving the ice is kind of more like shave ice. Ours is actually made like ice cream. I mean, in the sense that it goes in a batch freezer. It slowly gets uh, uh, chilled until it becomes like a slushy. And we put uh, yeah. it night in, our free, in a, in a walk-in freezer. But um, I mean, basically, we use um, real strawberries. We do mango. Our mango is one of our best sellers. Mango, cherry, watermelon, lemon, and probably blue raspberry in that order is our top five. Oh, yeah. And I was just going to ask you. So the mango, yeah, I love mangoes. I mean, that would be one of my very favorite. So like now, is this, you have just the one location? Well, right now we have one location. and But the big thing we're doing is a lot of wholesale. And so... We have over 40 accounts currently with with uh, pizza places, del Italian delis. Wow, that's great. Independent markets. And that's we fantastic. Also have something even crazier that I've, I don't think we even talked about yet. We make wine ice. Whoa, make wine ice. I can get into wine ice. I got to tell me about wine. I may about become one of your like distributors. You tell me about wine ice, okay? Wine ice is amazing. And it, we could add another word to it, organic. We Organic use, wine. We use, we use uh, agave nectar as a sweetener, not sugar. Okay. So it's a little, little more expensive, but obviously it's a premium product with wine. Yeah, yeah. We make a Pinot Grigio with pineapple. We make a Malo with cherry, a rosé with strawberry. That sounds uh, good. And I've done, I've done others with beer and uh, even tequila. I have a tequila company oh. to me want to make a margarita, and they're going after the um, poolside service in Vegas prior to this pandemic situation but that's fantastic you need that with limoncello limoncello yeah, yeah. limoncello exactly that would be a great one good idea yeah that'd be good yeah. so now i'm assuming this stuff like 
it still has the alcohol and it's like you have a couple of things that you can still get a little of a buzz going, right? Oh, absolutely. It's about 7% alcohol. About there you go. That, that, now I found an Italian ice for adults. You know, we could we could serve this at our summer party, you know, every year. You well, know, the two main things I'm looking forward to getting into, and we're working on it already. Obviously, chicken and the egg is um, we're looking at getting to Whole Foods and yeah. uh, an upscale Ooh. restaurant like a Gelson's and uh, Bristol Farms. And then on the flip side of the coin, we're also looking eventually to get into the sports venues. We would love to get into oh, basketball, yeah. baseball, football arenas and have it in the VIP section the wine ones, as well as the fruit ones in the general section. You know, it's a great idea. So uh, we have had on the show here the guy from Rita's, um, Rita's Ice, which I know is a more of a nat- uh, national uh, franchise. We like, you know, equally supporting small businesses like yours. And he uh, is up here with the Seahawks. He's in the stadium with the Seahawks and with the Mariners. That'd be a great opportunity down there because you have, you know, a lot of great teams down there. You got baseball, football, you know, basketball to get in the arenas there. And I like your idea. You have one that's like general for the public, the kids can go to get their stuff. And then you have one like up in the VIP section, up in the in the bar section that has the wine. And during the summertime, what a great idea. I mean, I never thought of that, but that's just a great idea, you know? I mean, the hard thing was to make it freeze. And so we're, we're making it from Malibu Winery and Rosenthal Winery already on a regular basis. So that's a good, and, and you, that's a good point because like, so like, like you said, Mar- 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 if you had Limoncello, Mm-hmm. It was like when we take when we make our limoncello, Michelle and I, we stick it in the freezer just right. to keep it cold, but it never freezes. So how do you get it then to freeze? You got to put the right blend of water, enough water to freeze it, but not to over dilute it. Got that's it. The challenge. So, so it's kind of ex- experiment as you go along. Right, and the tequila one was even harder because that was forty proof. We had to put a lot of water in that to dilute it. And I was very concerned about the flavor being lost. Um, yeah. But it didn't, you know, we, it did make a lot more product because we stretched it out a lot. Um, but it, it ultimately is around 7 to 9% alcohol level. So. Gotcha. All right, Daryl. Now we're going to tell all of our friends, we have listeners on our show from uh, Vancouver, BC to San Diego, as far east as Vegas and uh, Denver. So anybody who lives down in the Southern California area, you know, around L.A., Okay, especially if you're in the Woodland Hills, you got to check this out because this guy is the real deal. He does Italian. I'm Sicilian. He does it like my family would make it back in Palermo. Tell us where your shop's located and how people can come out and get some Italian ice. Okay, it's uh, off the 101 freeway. Uh, the closest exit is the Winneka uh, Avenue exit. And we're at 19942.5 Ventura Boulevard, Woodland Hills, California, 91364. And, uh, Sounds and great. If we sample anyone who wants to sample anything. We're very generous in samples. Unlike some places, I think you should sample because that shows off your goods. And if you have nothing to hide, show it off. Absolutely. <laughs> Daryl, God bless you. We're so glad you're part of our show. And when my wife and I come traveling down to Southern California, we're stopping to see you. I got to try some of that like wine ice you got there, you know? You got to try too. I will bring all my family. I there can't... you go. All right, brother. God bless. We'll be right back, folks, after this word from our sponsors. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In the mid-90s, I bought a piece of land in Austin with a credit card check and built the very first micro distillery in the history of the state of Texas. I'd never built a still before, so I did some research and designed and built my own pot stills based on Prohibition-era bust photos I found in the library. I didn't know then that this was kind of the start of the American craft distilling movement right here in Austin, Texas. Cheers. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hey, Dad, thanks for helping me cook this Italian meal. we got to pass down our family recipes. Your food is always so good. What's the secret? Having the best authentic ingredients, like the Cicernio sausage, for instance. Fresh cuts of meat with no preservatives. I remember what my friend Frank Cicernio said. All natural Italian sausages to make the perfect Italian meal. No wonder it tastes so good. Available in major supermarkets up and down the West Coast. Cicernio sausage. Visit Cicernio.com for recipes or to find a store near you. Yo, David, you look 10 years younger. What happened? Yeah, I just came from Mickey's Hair Salon down on the Tacoma waterfront. She specializes in hair growth. Wow. Yeah, she does this laser treatment stuff that makes your hair grow like crazy, based on the same stuff the astronauts use to grow plants in the space station. Mickey's Hair Salon. Yes, on Rustin Way in Tacoma. Call 
Mickey at 253-752-5299 for more information. That's MickeySpaAndSalon.com for amazing hair growth. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. So, you know, that was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, I remember as a kid, one of the things we always used to do is we would get Italian ice and, you know, especially on it's days the like best day. Because it's no heavy at all, like you say. And you want yeah, yeah. water, and that is perfect to really cool down the summer. And we really got to figure out now how he does this with it, like the liquor. When you put like, you like grappa, and you put limoncello, and you put vino in the Italian ice. I like that idea. Let's there invite him, invite Daryl to come over here so he can show us. Exactly, exactly. It. That way you get cooled down, you get buzzed at the same time, you know? Good time. Let's do exactly. that. All right, let's talk right. a little bit here before we get into our artist of the week. Last week, we talked about Malocchio, the evil eye, okay? Mm-hmm. And all the stuff like you know, how in, Itali- in Italy, you put the evil eye on someone. So we talked a lot about it, but we didn't actually tell you how you could put the evil eye on somebody. Right. And if the evil eye is put on you, how you can, like, you know, reverse the curse, okay? Right. So first of all, I'm just going to run through this stuff here because we don't have a lot of time. How do you put a malocchio curse, an evil eye curse on somebody, okay? All right. So first thing you got to do is you got to consider the consequences and be prepared for the confrontation. In other words, you know, it's like karma. If you're going to put an evil eye on somebody, just prepare probably some some karma is going to come back on you. It's yep. going to be equally bad. But, you know, I mean, what are you going to do, right? And also these people are probably going to react to you because they're going to know you did the evil eye to them. So, you know, they're not going to be probably really cheery and friendly after you do right. it. Okay? The second thing you have to do, you have to have a specific target in mind. It has to be personal. You can't just go off of some random person, maybe because they like Donald Trump and you don't or, you know, whatever. Okay. It has to be someone you're specifically going after because you got a personal issue with them about something that they did. Okay. So you have to have a specific target. You have to choose the right moment. Okay. You want to choose the right moment because you want them to know. You want them to know that the evil eye is on them because that's half of the power of it is when they know they can look you in the eye. They know you put the evil eye on, right? Okay. You want to dwell on whatever their offense is. What, you want to build up your negative energy. Dwell on that offense. Like, you know, if they did something, they said something, we were at a dinner party, they insulted you, said something was off color, whatever. You dwell on that offense that they did. So you really blow it up in your mind to make it bigger than it could possibly be. Okay? Okay. So you got to make... You have to maintain this negative energy and these negative thoughts, okay? You maintain this while you're giving them the evil eye, okay? Then, the next thing, you got to look at them. You got to look at them. And your face is going to be all relaxed. And your expression, like you're cool and everything. But you got this calm anger going on inside of you. Remember, calm anger is going to be a lot more powerful than starling or baring your teeth, okay? It'll... Won't look maybe very intimidating, but it would the intensity. It's that intensity, mm-hmm. that calm anger, like you, like Michael right. Corleone in The Godfather. That calm anger, right? I will fail completely. <laughs> okay. Next. All right. Then, if the you you want to keep looking at the person, uh huh, until you get their eye contact, you want them to know. You want them to know you so put the one. evil eye on them, right? There you go. Okay. So. You want to keep looking, and then you maintain the eye contact once you get them for a few seconds, okay? Okay. There wants to be a few seconds stare so that they know that you're looking right at them for a few seconds, that, you know, they that they're on your list. They're on your Molokio list, and I cleaned that up, folks, okay? And uh, then the most important part, after you give them the evil eye, you got to return to whatever you're doing. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. Like whatever you happened beforehand, like nothing yeah. happened, you know, Oh, you're upset with me. Jeez, I'm sorry. You're being, why are you <laughs> upset with me? Oh my, you know, okay. <laughs> you're really good with that. I'm telling you what, you know, we're Sicilian. We're, we're, this is what we do. Okay. Now, just as importantly, it's very important to know if you've had the evil eye curse put on you, how do you get away from the evil eye? Okay. Typically, this is done by what we call in Italian paying a strega, a witch, okay? 
to mm-hmm. remove the curse. And yeah, and, and I know Italian Catholics, they still believe in this stuff. They go pay the witch like everybody else does, right? However, there's a few you know Italians that figure they're going to do this themselves to get rid of the evil eye, okay? So the first thing you got to do is determine if you really got the evil eye on you or you just maybe had some bad luck, okay? Mm-hmm. So what you do is you get a bowl of water, you drop three drops of olive oil in the bowl of water, okay? You make sure the oil is not dripping on it. So you have to be three separate drops in the water, not touching one another, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, if the drops remain together, then the, the then you know it's basically it's not problem. There's no problem. It's natural, okay? However, the drops separate or smear across the surface of the water. That means you got the evil eye. So you put the drops together. If they come together and stay together, the oil stays together. It's great. You're good. If they separate or it smears across the water, then you got the evil eye. Now what do you do? So if you got the evil eye, il malocchio, okay, then you got to do certain ritual above okay. the, the water, okay? So you can do this with, um, you, 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 you do the ritual, you, you have to get these things and you got to cut them above the water, into the water, while you say these words. So you do the first one. Okay. Ciglia, cigliamo. Ciglia, cigliamo, which is eyelashes. So you got to get some eyelashes. You're cutting them over the water while you say right. What's the next one? Coltello, tagliano. Cotello Italiano. They cut. I don't know what you cut there, but you cut something over the water, okay? Remove. They cut the, the this, this, uh, separate the bad eye. That's why you need the, the coltello. You need gotcha, a, okay. Mananello Amare. Mananello Amare, Mananello to the sea. So now you're mm-hmm. sending the curse to the sea. Okay. Yes. So you, so you get some eyelashes and you cut them with a knife. You said that you said, but you have to say this thing until the oil behaves as oil should, where it separates from the water. Okay. And then you're done. done. Lies all over. There you go. Okay? You'll be fine after that. <laughs> all right. We're very glad to bring you these very useful bits of, of information. Of course, if you go to Italy, you're going to know this stuff because it's very important you do. Uh, I do don't will remind you that we're coming out with our after hours show that will be coming out very soon. And mm-hmm. Eric, if you're there, what we're going to do is we're going to leave people today with our artist of the week. Um, okay, so I'm going to let Eric set this up for us. We'll go out with this. This is a group of actually very famous artists. It's called Luna Pop, mm-hmm. an Italian pop rock group that kind of got together between 1990 and 2001. And right. it has, uh, here are the members. They have Cesare Cremonini, uh, Andrea uh, Capotti, I mean, they have some well-known Italian artists here in this group. Right. My, uh, Michelle. Uh, no. uh, Michele Giuliani, Alessandro yeah. De Simone, e Gabriele Galassi, and Nicola Ballo. They're like uh, six in total in the group. And I know they split together, I think, in 2000-something. They separate because I think the main um, um, singer, he decided to, the soloist, to start to decide to be alone. But anyway, those this group, they won uh, MTV award, you know, or uh, the 2000 festival award too. Festival bar is like um, a famous summer concert, all right? They basically won a lot of awards both mm-hmm. in Italy and around the world. And we're right. going to play for you Marcia's favorite song that they do called <laughs> the Vespa 50 special, folks. We're gonna end our show with this music for you. We'll be back next week with a brand new show. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to West Coast Italian Radio. Ciao a tutti.